Welcome in the latest episode of That SEC Podcast, brought to you by Twisted T and my bookie. I'm your host, Michael Bratton. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter, and I'm joined, as always, by my cousin Shane, who goes by Big Orange Balls on Twitter. What's up, yo, Tennessee Homer? <laughs> hey, buddy, what's going on? <laughs> Uh, we got some football coming up, Mike. Come yeah. on, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. This, so this will be the first time that we have the opportunity to actually pick uh, a, a non-Vanderbilt, you know, a week one college football. We got two games to break mm-hmm. down, Shane. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty fired up, man. How, how's it feel for you? Oh, it's great, man. It's great. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Vanderbilt. I, 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 was, I was glad we got an opportunity to watch some football, but, but we're going to get a little bit more action. We got some – I mean, we got top 25 – showdown potentially right you know i know florida's not getting the love they deserve right now but you know in my mind just about every sec team's a top 25 and we're going to get to see that thursday and then you know the my, my mizzou's coming out you know we're going to figure out who's going to quarterback this thing so mm-hmm. there's a lot of excitement coming up <laughs> thursday brother yeah i can't wait and uh yeah i don't know just week zero it just didn't feel like a college football Mm-mm. saturday but it we will get that Soon enough, we got some great games here on Thursday. Yeah. We're going to get to it. We're going to pick the Florida at Utah game. We're going to pick South Dakota at Mizzou. But uh, I thought we'd mix it up, Shane, and I asked for mailbag questions. Yeah. And we got quite a few good ones. So we're going to dedicate this show to uh, answer some questions. Yeah. Before we get to our predictions. How's that sound? That sounds good. All right. So. We can go any direction. Cousin Shane's not seen these. I, no, I, I saw <laughs> I, I saw it came out, so I retweeted the question, you know, that we're going to have the mailbag, but I I made a point to mute the conversation so I didn't see what the questions were. So, Ooh, okay, yeah, okay. we may have to pause this show. It's not live, <laughs> thank God. I'm like, I can't believe you asked me that shit, Mike. <laughs> All right, first off, I love this question, Shane. Stephen Lassen, friend of the show, of yeah. course. Athlon Stephen, Tuesday. Go check it out if you Come missed it. Come on now. The smart one. But remember, he did his quarterback rankings. Yeah. And you kind of tore into him. I mean, roughly so. So, Steven's getting back at you. Not really. But which quarterback are you most looking forward to watching this weekend specifically? Is he talking about debut? It's hmm. a lot of great options. A lot of new, I believe, 11 new offensive coordinators around the SEC. And uh, I don't know how many starting quarterbacks, but I think it's like seven or eight new yeah. first year. Yeah. So, can go any direction in this. I, I love this question by Steven. Yeah, man. I mean, I mean, obviously the Homer in me, I like I like I mean, we want to see Joe Milton, but I got to see a little bit of that last year. Yep. Um, the easy answer here is just Alabama. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't care what quarterback is, I just want to see who's number one. Yeah. But, you know, out of the starting positions that we already know, the one I'm looking forward to the most is down there in college station. Mm. Give me Connor. I want to see the development, the step forward he takes this year, and is this going to be a season that Texas A&M is legit or not? Right. It's all going to come down to quarterback play. And and was that Max Johnson race because Max is doing better, or is that because, uh, you know, Connor's not developing as much as he as we would like him to? So we'll right. know that week one. So that's the one I've got my eye on. Well, I'm glad you went there, Shane, because I got one completely different. Yeah. And I, I love it when we can hit on some different teams. But, and I'm preparing myself, Shane. Yeah. For 
tons and tons of retweets this weekend. So you already know where I'm going. I'm going Spencer Rattler, South Carolina against North Carolina. Primetime Saturday night. The the nation will be watching. And all the buzz is he's killing it in camp down there. Juice Wells good to go. Mm-hmm. Trey Knox good to go. Nicholas Harbor good to go. He's going to have all these weapons. And I'm just fascinated to see what he looks like in this Dow Loggins offense because, I mean, we've said it a million times. I'm, I'm tired of saying it. I want to see it. But they're going to go as far as Spencer can take him. Yeah. And if he's as red hot coming out the gate as they've suggested, uh, I mean, I, I think that's great for South Carolina. And like I said, my Twitter will not it'll, it'll be like melting down, like ninth quarterback, ninth quarterback. They're going to be just retweeting oh, the shit yeah, out of that. And, absolutely. You know, I, I root for him to do better than – you know, I don't want to be right on that one. Yeah. Like, I'd rather be trolled than and him have a great year because that means South Carolina's going to have a great year. Absolutely. Where are you, Spencer? I know you're watching. I know you're watching this because you hate this man. And rightfully <laughs> so. His shitty list that we had to listen to all offseason about how South Carolina is not going to be as productive as they were the tail end of last year. Bookmark it. Save it. I know you got a picture of his his list right there in your locker. Go out there and prove people wrong. And I cannot wait. I've been I've been saying this since since it's come out. You know, because I again I was a little higher on him than you were. Yeah. You know, I cannot wait to be a part of that parade <laughs> that runs through straight out of Columbia and right to Mike's mention. So absolutely. Well, I, I'll tell you this, Shane, and uh I know you're joking a little bit, but he yeah. he won us over when he came over no, at Media Days. He was yeah. great. He was great. You know, and it's and, and I and I hate that because we we didn't get to talk to all the coaches. We didn't get to talk to all the quarterbacks and, and playmakers, but you know, I, I will say, man, the kid, the kid, he's not even a kid. He's an adult, man. He's a grown ass man. And yep. he almost, if he doesn't make it in the NFL, man, he's going to be coaching somewhere. I just, I, I got that vibe from him that he, he, he had the demeanor. He knew what is best for this university. And he, he could have came out here beating his chest and say, I deserve more. I deserve better, but he couldn't wait to lift the players around him. Uh, that's a leader. You know, yeah. and, and I think that speaks volumes to what, again, culture, we say it all the time with South Carolina, what Beamer and company have created down there. So um, so I don't know how much of that was Beamer or how much that was Spencer, but uh, the man's got a – he's got a solid head on his shoulders. How about this one, Shane? I love this question from Uncle Malone. Appreciate you, Uncle, for that. this one. <laughs> with Georgia having some depth issues at running back, you know, mm-hmm. they just lost Branson Robinson for the season and, and uh, Kendall Milton's a little banged up. Could we realistically see Brock Bowers in the backfield at some point this season? And that was his position in high school, yeah. he notes. So we have seen it a little bit. They put him all over the field. How about that, Shane? Brock Bowers, could you see him? Of course, we're not saying, you know, he's going to be their number one running back. That'd be yeah. insane. But I bet you he scores a couple touchdowns out of the backfield somehow because they have to get creative to get him involved. And yeah. this will be part of his Heisman buzz. I I think he, I think we will see him in the backfield at some point. I mean, it's a good point, man. And when you – when you, I mean, because we've seen it. We've yeah. seen pieces of it. Now, I don't know if we're going to see him line up in the backfield, but – you know, he's going to have that H-back role where he's coming around and, and doing some sort of – that's just – that's going to be the nature of this game. And, you know, you've got to get the ball in your playmaker's hands. And if he's got three or four covering him, well, 
man, you you put them in motion and you just hand them the rock. You know what I'm saying? Because you've seen it firsthand. The, the man can take it to the house anywhere on the field. So, yeah, I, I think there's – even if we had a healthy – Full, uh, you know, uh, a full stable of running backs back there, in Georgia. I still think that there was a few packages dialed up for for him to get the ball. Oh well, let me ask you this then, because we already did the Jokins touchdowns and all this. Yeah, they're playing UT Martin in the opener. Mm-hmm. We'll get to we'll get to that game tomorrow more, but over under one and a half touchdowns for Brock Bowers against UT Martin. Does that include receiving? Any. Oh, yeah. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I mean, because it is an inferior opponent. You know, it feels <laughs> you don't like, know how much he'll play. I know we'll he could get, score five touchdowns if he plays like four we'll quarters. I feel like we'll get one early, yeah. but you know, again, he's the prob. The problem is he's going to get so much attention from that defense that. Yep. Everyone else is going to be all open, so uh, I'm going to go under, and, okay. and it's not okay. Well, let me ask you. Let me mix it up a little bit. Who has more scores? Just scores. Period. Brock or DK for South Carolina? <laughs> Just week Just one. Just week one. Just week one. DK, give me DK. Okay, because I think he'll play the whole game. It'll be a high scoring matchup. Yeah. There he is. That's Brock right there. He's, he's at the door. He's tired of this shit. <laughs> Who let the dogs out, you know? They've already yeah. started. But that hey, that's a good one. I all right, how about this question, Shane? I love this one. This is from Steve Moulton, WZZN down there, Alabama Radio. Moulton? Yes, sir. Steve Moulton. That's a cool name. One of the best around the Cousin Steve. Cousin Steve out there doing radio in Alabama. Uh-huh. He was the one that that helped us get Spencer Rattler, believe it or not. And he's the voice. Yeah. Of the SEC teleconference. That's what I, he asks a question to every coach. He's the yeah. only one. He's been doing it for like 20 years. Great question here. And we got to pick, right? Start one, sit one, cut one. Yeah. And he's basically, he's using creative language there, though, for LSU hype, Tennessee hype, Texas A&M hype. So basically oh. what he's asking us is who will live up to the hype, who will fail, and I guess who will fail miserably here? LSU, Tennessee, or AM. And he's not saying overall, you know, he's talking about the hype because he, he's right. Those three have incredible yeah. hype right now. And, th- and we're only answering this because he's asked it. So we're not yeah. saying LSU in a tank, Tennessee yeah. in a tank. And, but which one do you think of those three, LSU, Tennessee, AM? More yeah. likely to live up to the hype. Let's let's do that first. Okay. Uh live up to why don't we do like exceed, and then you know I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm going to go A and M to exceed to six to six shit Mike succeed. Well, we got another one <laughs> sip of these guys here. <laughs> mm. You know, Mike, I was embarrassed last year with all the shit I talked about <laughs> Aggies and and if they fail me this year, I will be such. A pro Longhorn fan next year that they will hate me like yeah. South Carolina hates Mike. You know, so, don't let me down, Texas A and M. But I believe out of those three, that's the one that I'm ex- I'm expecting to mm. succeed and be extremely successful this season. Interesting, because that's the one, Shane. And again, I'm not picking this. I'm not rooting for it. But that would be the one that I think 
fails miserably, most likely. And it's because we saw it last year. Yeah. It's because I'm out on Jimbo. But I love the pieces. And who knows? What if Connor – I mean, Connor Wigman, we're bought in. We think he'll have a great year. We like Max Johnson. All these Aggies were telling me, Haynes King, yeah. Haynes King. You ain't seen – you ain't heard about Haynes King. You ain't seen <laughs> Haynes King, blah, blah, blah. And he was awful. Yeah. You know what I mean? So – Again, that's got nothing to do with Connor Wigman, but we've seen this hype before. Right. And we've seen issues in the locker room before, and we've seen talent fail to live up to expectations. So I think of those three, the most to crater Mm-mm-mm. is Texas A&M. God, he hates Jimbo. I mean, you can just <laughs> feel it, right? Uh, yeah. Okay, well, the one that I think is going to get egg on their face this year out of those it. three. <laughs> Is the one that you crowned the <laughs> SEC championship. Yep. So give me LSU Tigers. Mm. I think that one is going to be a tough pill to swallow. I think we have quarterback controversy before the year's up. Mm. I think people are going to be wanting to see old Nussmeyer coming out there and slinging the rock. And 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 here's here's my thought process with this. West was a wild year last year, kind of a down year. I mean, in, yeah. in, in the, the East of things. was better. I thought. Right. LSU got into an SEC championship, but when he when they did that, so did the expectations. Expectations for a 10-11 win season is what's coming up. Yeah. You know, Brian's out there at at you know media day saying, Whoa, we don't have Georgia sketch, <laughs> you know, we don't have their roster. Yeah. We're 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 th- extremely thin. He's trying to kind of bring down some of those expectations. They got a, a nobody's got an easy schedule in the West, but they they have a daunting schedule right out of the gate. They play Florida State, which me and you are still uh, thinking LSU is going to walk away with. I'm not you know doing your prediction or anything like that, but it's still you know it's not South Dakota. You right, know right. It, it's 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 a tall glass of water. So yeah, I, if I'm picking a team to potentially, and I'm not saying they're going to, but I said potentially take a step back or maybe not hit that hype that's coming into this season. Give me LSU. Hmm. Now, that's the one I'm kind of middle of the road because I could see it. Injuries can happen. Yeah. Florida State right out the gate. That could be one that derails momentum. They play at Alabama. Yeah. So, I'm, you know, even considering the hype I've given them, like a nine-win season, that's pretty disappointing. I probably shouldn't say quarterback controversy. Worst case scenario, <laughs> like if this thing gets derailed, people are going to want to see Garrett at some point because he right. did have such a phenomenal offseason. If, if they're as good as I think they could be – he. I think Jaden Daniels going to be Heisman candidate. Oh, dude! If they make, I mean, seriously, if they make it to another SEC championship, mm-hmm. it's going to be because of Jaden Daniels. So, right, I'm I'm with you on that one. So that's the one I'm kind of middle of the road. And this is not just for you, buddy, but Tennessee. That's the one I think can exceed oh. expectations because nobody had a win in eleven right. last year. Hannon Hooker was a solid quarter. I, I was just talking to a South Carolina guy. He's like. Once in a generation talent, hand and hooker, you guys don't realize what you're missing. They weren't saying that a year ago. Right. He wasn't a generational talent at Virginia Tech. And I'm not trying to take away from him because he was outstanding. And you don't just grab another guy and he's just as good. But this is Josh Heupel's system. Yeah. It's the system. And we saw even when receivers sat out, they plug and play. This time last year, Shane, who was the receiver we were all hyping up? Cedric Tillman. Yeah. First, he'll be a first round pick. He's gonna be the best receiver in the SEC. It wouldn't even, he wouldn't even the best receiver on the team because <laughs> they had another guy that that they developed and and got the most out of him. Right. And we saw it late in the year with Squirrel, and we saw it consistently with Brew. 
Yeah. And uh, uh, Ramel Keaton all season long. Now they're adding Dante Thornton, who our buddy Jesse Simonton on three predicts Thornton will have more touchdown catches than any receiver in the SEC. I mean, they got weapons galore down there. Mm-hmm. I think Tennessee is a lot better than people are giving them credit for, particularly on defense. Everybody thinks the defense is garbage. Yeah. I think they're going to be solid on defense this year. So give me another 10-win minimum season for Tennessee. And could be even better. Could be the team to beat in the East. Oh, keep going, Mike. Keep going. <laughs> huh? yeah. Are you saying that because we're face-to-face? Like if you were in Nashville, you would have <laughs> yeah. shit on them? And... <laughs> uh, well, that's the one that I, I think is – Obviously, when you're talking about neutral, like the hype is nine, ten wins, you know. So, I think that's what we get. I think that's what the Tennessee balls do, and and a lot to the point that's that you made. You know, a lot of a lot of people putting the pressure on on Milton and that this is his team and stuff. There's there's a lot of things that are going to make this this volunteer team better than right. defense. You know, like you said, the receiving room is we got new names, but you know, maybe they don't miss a beat, you know. So the running backs, I mean, this running back room, we talk about some of these other teams and, and how great they are. Tennessee's loaded back there in the running yeah. back room and and we'll get a lot of rushing yards this week against Virginia. So yeah, I, th- I think Tennessee's in good in a good spot, and that's why I'm neutral with them. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, wouldn't surprise me if they exceed expectations, but then again, it wouldn't surprise me if a, we have a nine win season. I mean, that I don't think would kill this fan base. Yeah, you sound like a man who's just the one his heart broke. No, please, man, we just <laughs> got there. You know what I'm saying? So I was, I was, somebody was joking. I saw a little video mm-hmm. of Butch Jones, um, and I shouldn't mention his name because it's like, what's that? Um, Voldemort, you don't, you're not supposed to say his name or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But there was a, a a video of him putting the I just think it was a State Farm commercial, and he's putting the bricks and yep. making a mailbox, you know. And then you know it's always it's a joke now, but I remember when that commercial came out, and I was ready to run through a brick wall for that guy, you know, <laughs> thinking we finally made it. You know, that's how I felt at the end of the season last year is that we finally made it. Mm-hmm. But there's, there's that little that little devil on our shoulder that says, mm, you know, maybe you know, <laughs> may just Butch Jones's thing. So I I want to see one more year, and and I think that all gets put to bed uh, when Virginia comes into town. Now, we may have already answered this, Shane. I'm, I'm going to leave this one to you. But Kyle, yeah, appreciate the question. Mike and Cousin Shane, you guys are killing it. Love what you do with the humor and honesty. But I'm seeing a path for the Aggies to reach the playoff. And he says, you know, Connor is the real deal. Strong weapons, stout defense. And Bobby P, Ooh. what say you, sir? It, it, I mean, I... Again, I'm not picking A&M to go yeah. to the playoff, but they got all the pieces to get there, in my opinion. Yeah. It, it takes it takes a lot. You know, uh, championship runs has got a lot of factors, not just a coordinator, not just a yeah. quarterback. It's can you stay healthy? You know, does Lady Luck come your way when you play a team like Alabama or, you know, or a situation maybe you're ill-prepared and, and all of a sudden you squeak out a win there at the end just because you, you just – willed it to 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 happen so right that's that's college football that's sec football 101 so yeah there's a lot of pieces but from an outsider looking in yeah i'm i'm sold on connor i'm sold on bobby running this thing and jimbo kind of loosening up those reins a little bit and letting let someone else do the work focus on the on the bigger picture not just 
one side of the football. And I think that's that's what it was, was just a little too involved. Yeah. You know, and, and you need to be more of a general manager. So if Jimbo can do that, if he can if he can loosen up a little bit and, and let these coordinators do their thing, brother, I could see it. I really can. The team's deep. It's loaded. It's just as talented as, as you know, the other programs that we talk about winning SEC championships. Mm-hmm. So why can't why can't A and M do it? Why not? Why, why not? not? All right, Nathan with three ends, Shane. Mm-hmm. Love the show. Thank you, Nathan. Wait, on the front or the back? Well, that's a good question. At the, on the on the back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nathan wants to know uh, who's under more pressure as an individual this year, Spencer Rattler or Joe Milton or this couch. Um, <laughs> uh, oh. I got to go Spencer Rattler, man. I, I think if Joe were playing UNC, I, I would say Joe would have more pressure. I really think this game one, game day there, I mean, yeah. that's extra pressure uh, for Spencer that he didn't need in an already tough, brutal schedule mm-hmm. because they do. The month of September is going to to dictate the future of that program. And you don't you can't say the same about Tennessee. Right. Tennessee has an opportunity to kind of ease into this thing, get Joe comfortable. So the pressure week one, Spencer Rattler. What about for the year though? That's what he specifically oh, said. Oh, for the year? For the entire year. And I think it's the same answer. Because what yeah. we've been talking about, they they go as far as Spencer Rattler can take them. Right. And also because well, I mean they've got a They've got a, a really good freshman they like uh, at South Carolina, but in uh, Sellers, I believe is his name, Lenore Sellers. But I don't know if he's Nico. Yeah. In Tennessee, again, well, I mean, who cares about the recruiting ranking? But all accounts, Nico's the real deal, uh, which maybe that does add a little pressure to Joe Milton. But yeah, if something happens to Joe Milton, God forbid he can't finish, he gets hurt, I don't think it's panic. Like it potentially it, could be with South Carolina. You know, I think it's a little bit different type of pressure. Like South Carolina, I think it's more internal. Like this is Spencer's putting the pressure on himself. He came back so that he can get drafted in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So Joe, a little bit more outside pressure. If you do make mistakes, this coaching staff, this fan base is going to be looking for the young quarterback to come in and save the day. Right. So I, I, I yeah, that's – Kind of wild when you when you think about it, but which one's tougher? And and I just after talking to Spencer, I'm going to go pressures on him just because I think that's I mean, he's out to prove everybody wrong. And if he comes out and doesn't perform, you know, I'm, he's going to take it twice as hard. So I, I'm still going to go Rattler here. Well, you know what's interesting about that because that's kind of where I was going to take it. Yes, there's pressure on both these guys, mm-hmm. but if they don't live up to it, that's what everybody. It, not everybody, but these two, Spencer Rattler and Joe Milton, if you're not a fan of South Carolina, Tennessee, just based on what I'm seeing, like there's a lot of hate against these guys. Everybody yeah. thinks they suck. Everybody right. expects them to fail. Right. So I wonder if that takes away any of the pressure because it's not, you know, everybody's expecting them to fail basically is, is the point I'm trying to make. It's yeah. I think it would be a little bit different if everyone was – anticipating that these unknown guys were like Heisman finalists and they didn't do it. That's a yeah. lot of pressure too. So I don't know. I, I think that eases a little bit of the pressure on each of them. Yeah. 
I mean, they both got it, brother. Yeah, that's you know true. what I'm saying. They they both got some serious pressure, and uh, but you could, I mean, you can honestly sit down and say that about a lot of the quarterbacks in the SEC that maybe looking over the. I mean, look at Jackson Dart. You know, we don't know if he's a star or up there. If 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 Brady does get the the start nod, you know, it's like right, right. What, what, these guys all got pressure. There's. There's a handful that I think got some serious, like Will Rogers, mm-hmm. Leary. Um, it's just KJ life in Jefferson, the SEC, you know? man. I mean, yeah. Everybody else, it's, they're, they're fighting every day to keep their job. All right, how about this one from Zay? Question for you, Cousin Shane. Okay. Would you rather Tennessee – it's an interesting one. Would you rather they beat Georgia and Bama – but lose in the SEC championship or lose to Georgia, lose to Bama, and win the SEC championship. I don't even know how that's possible, but <laughs> so I guess <laughs> do you want that SEC championship or do you want bragging rights over Georgia and Bama? What what's more valuable to Cousin Shane? That's, that's a good one. Um, <laughs> damn, that's a tough, tough question. I didn't, maybe I should have read these. You know, because part of me is like Winning an SEC championship, you're most likely going to, I would imagine, go to a college football playoff and have an opportunity to play for a national championship, which is the ultimate goal. Right. Um, But, you know, it's like, I love that game when we beat Bama, you know. (laughs) And George has been doing a lot of barking out there, you know what I'm saying? One of the toughest games I ever went to, Mike, is in 2001, the Mm -hmm. Hobnail Boot. I was there. I was there sweating my ass off watching this football game hung over his shit. And it's just like, that's that, the, the, the who let the dogs out was a popular song back then. And I swear mm-hmm. to God, you didn't, I didn't realize there were so many Georgia fans in there. I think some of them <laughs> converted that day. You know, so I love that damn song so much. I'm going to start barking. So that one, that one hurt a little bit, that one stung. And so it's a little bit more personal for me, that, that rivalry. So, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna win an SEC championship. As much as I would love to beat those two, mm-hmm. I just think having an SEC championship under your belt, like Spurrier says, is harder than winning a national <laughs> championship, and it's something that you can brag and point at. So, right, yeah, give me the championship. All right, how about this from John Chavis? Not the real John Chavis. I wish it was. Is it? Is it? We don't know yet. <laughs> if the Vols go undefeated and win the Natty, yeah. will Cousin Shane shotgun a twisted tee and do a naked lap around Neyland? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I will definitely shotgun a twisted tee, but I don't know if I can handle jail time, you know? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> uh, did he say run the lap? Around so he doesn't listen that much. <laughs> Or he's an audio. He's not a video guy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> All right, how about uh, Big Orange Piccolo, Shane? Yeah. More likely upset to happen. Tennessee beating Alabama in Tuscaloosa mm-hmm. or Kentucky beating Alabama in Lexington. I think that while both potential could happen, I think I would go Kentucky over Bama in Lexington. you got to remember the Bama game. That comes after they play LSU. Yeah. Late in the season, maybe some cold weather. I don't know if cold weather really affects Alabama, but they they don't play as well on the on the road as they do at home. So give me Kentucky at home 
over Bama. You got an Alabama schedule? Yes, Can you sir. pull that up? Mm-hmm. Who do, I'm just curious who they got before and after. Okay, before Tennessee, Arkansas at home. Mm-hmm. And after? LSU. Okay. And then for Kentucky, before is LSU, and after is Chattanooga. UT Chattanooga. Trump game. Uh, that's another good one, man. Loading up some tough questions. I, I think the problem with Tennessee is they'll be dialed in. There's no overlooking. And I'm not saying they're going to overlook Kentucky, but they will, you know. Yeah. They, they, and, you know, we're hearing Coach come out talking about youth and people having trouble finding focus and and discipline, and, and that's what he's talking about because games like Kentucky can come up and get you. So – I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Kentucky as well, brother. I just think uh, when you're looking at it, they've got the pieces, and you know, I mean, you could argue Tennessee beat them and and going down to Tuscaloosa, but in the last ten years, would they have like five losses or something down there? It's not an easy place to win. Um, so yeah, uh, give me Kentucky here. And then last one, Shane from Ashley, big fan, Gator fan. Yeah, she's been around. Not even football related. Just wants to know. What kind of doggy do I have, and what's his name? <laughs> well, he's some kind of rescue, so we don't know for sure. But he's some kind of red mutt looking dog. But yeah, he's he's a good good boy, and his name's Neeland. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I've got a I've got Bruno and Chloe. I've got a little Morky, mm-hmm. uh, Maltese Yorkie mix, four pounds and full of energy. I'm telling you, that's, that little bastard. He fights you all. <laughs> and then Chloe, little Westy. She's a good one, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, Shane. I, I'm, I'm done. Now, I got the – I, I will say this. Yes, I, I got Bruno. That's his name. I got Bruno for my girls. And, um, you know, I mean, who doesn't want a little little morky, little tiny little dog, you know? So I get this. And, oh, Dad, we'll we'll feed him. We'll, we'll bathe him. <laughs> we'll take him out. We'll do all this you know, we'll keep our rooms clean, shit like that, that you know is not going to happen. <laughs> and so fast forward, I mean, we've had them for a while now, say about eight, nine years. And uh, uh, my little one, she she was noticing that he follows me. Every time he goes outside, he'll search the whole house till he sees me, and then he can, like, chill for a minute, especially if he knows I'm home. And uh, she was like, why does he do that? And I said, When's the last time you fed him? When's the last time you took him outside? So you keep a little bacon in your pocket. I said, I guarantee he'd follow you around too. Uh, yeah. So it's not rocket science. He's just looking for the guy that takes care of him. You know? yeah. <laughs> now go clean your room. Well, Shane, I'm done answering questions. I'm ready to pick some football games. How about you? Hell yeah, Mike. Let's do it. Before we get to that, Shane, we got to mention – we're, we're proud to be sponsored by MyBookie. Head on over to MyBookie.ag today. Put in that promo code, that S-E-C, T-H-A-T-S-E-C, and they are willing to give you a welcome bonus deposit of up to 50% of your initial deposit all the way up to 1000 bucks. Shane. So yes. we could be talking free 500 bucks today over at MyBookie.ag with that promo code, that SEC, there's a link in the show notes to take advantage of this offer. And this really, really helps the podcast more than anything else. Guys, take advantage of these sponsorship 
opportunities to keep the show independent. My goodness, Shane, I I came all the way down. I've moved into your duplex. Yeah. The least these people could do is throw 50 bucks on a MyBookie account. It's you free know money. It is free money. And then obviously, if you take my locks, you're going to make more money if you go the opposite. <laughs> so it's win-win. So, yeah. uh, hey, I would say we had a lot of listeners last week subscribe and uh, send out a couple bets their way and. Yeah, I don't know. If they keep sending me winners, I may have to just start copying theirs. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, the podcast also, Shane, brought to you by Game Time Sidekicks. We both got our Game Time Sidekicks Absolutely. right here. We promise you will not be disappointed with this officially licensed NCAA stainless steel tumblers, sippy cups, dog bowls. They got a wide collection of unique cups over at Game Time Sidekicks. You can see our, our Joe Milton uh, sidekick there if you're watching on YouTube. They got many, many player uh, cups over at uh, Game Time Sidekicks, NIL. Thanks to NIL, Shane, we, we can get cool things like this yeah. from Game Time Sidekicks. So find your favorite player over at GameTimeSidekicks.com. Use that promo code SEC for 20% off your entire order over at Game Time Sidekicks. And again, there's a link in the show notes. When you get to the checkout, put in that promo code SEC for 20% off your entire order. We're also brought to you by Manscaped, Shane. Yeah. I know Shane's ready to get Manscaped himself up this season with a couple bets go the wrong way, and you can join in on the fun. Head on over to Manscaped.com. Same promo code SEC will get you 20% off your entire order and free shipping, even if you're international, free international shipping thanks to Manscaped dot com promo code s e c head on over check out the beard hedger pro shane yeah it's real nice it's a hell of a product and this will last you for years and years and years they've sponsored the show multiple seasons and i use all the products they send me so I I'm, I I'm cannot recommend it after it. this show. You yeah, know? <laughs> I was like, I gotta I gotta take care of this. I'm I'm getting a little too woolly. But I was I was thinking it would be kind of well. I don't want to say kind of cool because Kentucky fans obviously hope that this doesn't happen. But mm-hmm. one of the bets we got going on right now is if if uh, Ball State somehow pulls this thing off, I've yep. got a. I got to manscape it all, so <laughs> not looking forward to that. So that's why I'm all big blue this weekend. <laughs> and Shane, I'm proud to announce we've just uh, agreed or just started with Prize Picks. Once yep. again, third season in a row yes. with Prize Picks daily fantasy sports, courtesy of our friends over at Prize Picks. Go on, head on over to PrizePicks.com, put in that promo code SEC, same promo code, and you'll receive a 100% instant deposit. Bonus all the way up to a hundred bucks, so you can have two hundred bucks today in your account, Shane. Thanks to our friends at Prize Picks and their daily fantasy selections, Shane. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and picks a flavorful punch. 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering on your favorite SEC team. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love of college football. Keep it twisted. And I've got 
some prize picks for you, buddy. Oh. Going into it. I'm so excited. This is one of my favorites. We'll we'll do the prize picks all year long. And I may be awful at picking games, Shane, but I'm good at prize picks. Yes. And I love, I got two I absolutely love. In the opener, we're about to pick Florida, Utah. These are from that game, two Florida Gators. I mean, come on, man. Trevor Etienne, 43 and a half rushing yards, smashing that over. 43 <laughs> yards. I mean, he's going to average maybe about 120 yards per, per game this year. So I don't know. I think they made an error over there. Hell of a company, but the prize picks, it's too low for Trevor Etienne. All he's got to do is get 44 rushing yards on Utah. Utah. You've seen this Florida <laughs> offensive line, Shane. They're six foot nine, 400 pounds, every single one of them. He'll have it in the first quarter. Right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so give me Trevor Etienne, 43 and a half rushing yards over. And Ricky Pershaw, Shane, yeah. their go-to receiver. I've already said I think he'll be the MVP of the offense in Gainesville this year. 45 and a half receiving yards. That's one long catch against this Utah. <laughs> Over 45 and a half receiving yards for Ricky Pershaw. Thoughts on those? You like those two? Yeah, I like the I I like the ETN for sure. Yeah. Um little pause on the on on but I, I could see it, you know, because again, that's what I think we're gonna have with the Florida Gators is a couple of those mm-hmm. long shots, you know, kind of get them into the box with ETN and then uh then launch it over them. So yeah, one good well, that's one touchdown, man. You right. know what I'm saying? And they have one more. Uh, I didn't make this selection, Shane, so I just want to get your thoughts real quick. The other running back for Florida, Shane, Montrell Johnson. Yeah. Another great player. But they have him at 57 and a half rushing yards. So that's kind of why I went with ETN over 45 and a half. I think ETN's a better bet to go over. Not saying Montrell Johnson can't get to 58. I think he can. Yeah. But – I think I just like ETN just a little bit better. Right. Yeah. I'm I'm with you here and I, again, he's also going to have a lot of receiving yards I would imagine in this game. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. both will be very very productive, but both are Florida Gators offense this year. So yep. yeah, expect plenty of yards from both of them. All right, Shane. Well, I'm expecting plenty of predictions from you. So let's get yeah. into it. <laughs> Florida at number 14 Utah, Shane and the spread. Currently four and a half in favor of Utah, over under 45 and a half points. This game, Shane, kicks off 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 Central on ESPN, nationally televised. Chris Fowler and Kurt Herbstreit. It's going to feel like college football yeah. come Thursday night, brother. And I even got the weather for you, Shane, 87 degrees, so... Mm, little, little warm out little there. That Gainesville heat up there with them, huh? Yep, and the latest news right before we hopped on the line, Shane, here on Wednesday, Cam Rising, Utah's solid quarterback, will not play. That's according to oh, many, man, many reports. Hate to hear that. So what's that mean, Shane? They're going to start a walk-on quarterback, junior Bryson Barnes. Shane, he played. He did play ten games last year, but mm-hmm. four touchdowns, two interceptions, four hundred thirty yards. I mean, this is not, you know, a, a very uh, experienced guy. His <laughs> they said he started against Washington State. Yeah. Career high, 175 passing yards, Shane. I mean, that's what, what they're yeah. working with here. I do got some stats, so I'm not trying to just completely crap on Utah. This is going to be a hell of a challenge for Florida. Utah has won 25 of the last 26 at home. They've won 14 in a row. Their last home loss was in December 2020. How about this, Shane? Florida, this is their first 
non-conference true road game outside the state of Florida in 30 years. Oh wow! Last one was 1991 at Syracuse. <laughs> I can't I can't believe that the Gators have never Shane never won ranked matchups in back to back season openers. They did it last year when they beat Utah. Never done it before. And before we break it down, Shane, let's give a shout out to our guy here, Gator Josh. Oh yeah. Gave us a graphic here. I'll throw it up here on you you uh, on the YouTube's uh, on the YouTube's. But man, he went into great detail on this bad boy. If you're not watching the show, you're you're missing out because uh, Gator Josh must have spent days on this thing. You know what? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm talking elevation. We got mileage <laughs> that they flew. Absolutely. And that's a, that's another thing. You, you Florida Gators didn't just walk over there. You know they, right. they had to go to multiple states because of that hurricane. Mm-hmm. Uh, thoughts and prayers for everybody down there in Florida. And yeah, yeah. and to 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 finally make it to this elevation. So yeah, there's a lot of. Are you going to throw out any of his facts? Um, I can. Well, I'll just I'll throw out a couple. Yeah, go for it. Uh, and you know, and talk about elevation. They're at four forty six hundred. Uh, feet above the the sea level. Sea level. There it is. Big words. I should have done a little more research on this one myself. <laughs> um, let's see another one. The flights. Yeah, that's. I mean, we're talking multiple time zones. Yep. Uh, weather's listed here. I've got this. Uh, man, he really went in some crazy details here. Now I'll put this one on the uh, that SEC podcast Twitter page. So be sure to check this out. Um, you know, cause that's one of the first things you hear about is the elevation, mm-hmm. uh, with games like this. And, and I've been there. It's real. Yeah. Even walking, walking around, I got a little winded. Of course, yeah. I'm really bad out of shape, but <laughs> I, I, you got to go to Utah, you. Mike. I do that in East Tennessee, you know. <laughs> uh, but I, I will say this, brother, you know, is the home field advantage a little bit, a little bit. I mean, these guys are going to be pumped up. They're going to be loud, yeah. but it's not nothing that the Florida Gators can't handle. You know what I'm saying, um, but so. I do think there's something to be said, Shane, for these Utah fans. They're they're outstanding. I've been to that stadium well, yeah. too. It's a very nice stadium. I realize people look at the number and they think, "Oh, this yeah, 50, this is a spring game." Yeah, but it's different out there. I, I don't know. It really is, especially when they're when they're built into the you know they're kind of um, kind of in into a. I don't know what it's called, but down into the ground, I don't know. Yeah. It makes it louder. Oregon was the loudest. I still, I think to this day, I think Oregon is the loudest stadium I've ever been to. But Utah is similar, and these fans, these players, yeah, you know, they're going to beat the shit out of Florida. They're used to winning. Not only that, but it's it. I think I think it's difficult for SEC teams because everybody's rooting against them. Yeah, they want to see them fail. They they've heard all the hype about SEC. They're like, we're we're going to kick your ass and show them. And there's the revenge factor for losing last year, yeah. too. Absolutely. I mean, a lot of people are expecting Utah to be one of those teams at the end of the year that's in the top ten. I mean, that's just right. that's expectations, and they do that by playing great football. You know, yes, their quarterback's out. But, you know, they've got backups. they got plenty of talent on that roster, and, and there's a lot of – Talent on that roster not injured and ready for those Florida Gators, and, and they know exactly what's coming to town because they played them last year on the road and damn near won it over there. So, you know, I'm I'm with you, brother. I, the closer that this game got, the more and more I got worried about the Florida Gators just because it sounds too pretty, man. You know, you're missing a quarterback. You know, you it's just like okay, 
yeah, they've got a lot of uh, missing a tight end. Is that tight end playing? They I think say. he's out too. So I, I'm, you know, so the pieces are falling in place. But is that enough? Is that enough for Billy Napier and company to go up there and win? You know, um, a lot of pressure on a, a quarterback that wasn't Mertz. You know, I mean, he's you talk about pressure on a quarterback spot. Granted, there's not anybody really behind him, right? But it's he's going to be the face of this this team this season, and and, and he came down here shame because he didn't live up to the hype at Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. So this is like his shot to prove he can do it before hopefully going to the NFL. So there's pressure on him, too. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I am tired of kissing Utah's ass, Mike. <laughs> I'm not going to do that because the Florida Gators are going to win. Uh, they're going to win, and it's going to be by the – the. I, it just, it's going to be old-school football, man. Something that, you you know, when, growing up in the 80s, our, our, we had three passing plays on my on my high school football team. You know what I'm saying? And we didn't use a one of them. That's that's what I want to see with the Florida Gators here. I want to see these big bastards just push this off def- defensive line around. Yeah. I want to see Etn. I want to see Johnson. I want to see them all just get all the yards. And as pe- they get sucked in, then all of a sudden there's Ricky going deep. That's yep. what I want to see. I want to see the Florida Gators be relevant again. I want them to just kick the media, the the nation in the mouth and let them know that this isn't a a rebuild like you thought. They're here. They've just been working in the background on building depth and they've got competitive depth, brother. So, I don't know why I'm messing around anymore. Mike, give me the Florida Gators 28. Utah mm-hmm. sneaks in the last score and goes to 24. <laughs> so it looks like you like the over. Yeah, I do. And that's a good point, Mike. Uh, Mm -hmm. This one's, what was it, 40? 44 and a half. Yeah, so um, think about that. Even 25 to 20, you you know, you're you're hitting the over. So I really like the over. That's my favorite. I've I've done a couple parlays Thursday, and uh, that one is is found on most of my parlays. A couple big plays. Yeah, it's right Special teams, pick six, anything can can really break it. it's college football, and there's going to be mistakes made on both sides of the ball here. Right, right. We saw it with Vanderbilt and Hawaii. Expect nothing less with the Florida Gators and Utah. They're not going to just come out – you know, humming like like they would week six or week seven. So there's going to be some mistakes, and I think if Florida does does their due diligence and doesn't let up too many, um, I think they walk away here with a victory. Yeah. And I'll tell you why you're right, Shane. I mean, come on. I'll gonna be honest with you, Shane. I know all offseason kind of – well, we, we've taken twists and turns. We've shat on – well, me particularly – shat on Florida. Yeah. Then I've kind of come back around – if Cam Rising, their quarterback, and I think his name's Keithy, the tight end, who the, the coordinator, it, the offensive coordinator is Andy Ludwig, who was yeah. at Vanderbilt under Derek Mason, and he was a hell of a coordinator. Mm-hmm. That was a big time hire by Utah. When Keithy went down last season, he said, "Shit, our offense ran through the tight end." Yeah. So th- those are big pieces, and if those guys were a hundred percent, and those guys were playing, I pick Utah in this game. Yeah, I think it's that big of a difference. Uh, and yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think Florida's got a lot to prove to everybody in this football game. I mean, this is, like I said, Chris Fowler, Kurt Herbstreit. I mean, this is a big, big time football game. Yeah. Napier needs this and he needs to keep that momentum going on the recruiting trail. This is how you do it right here, but it ain't going to be easy. And I think Utah, I think the defense is going to be pretty fired up. 
because they yeah. know that you know any score they give up could be the one that yeah. that ends the game because we don't know how how effective their offense is going to be. And I I bet you Utah, you know, it's not like this is news to them that these guys are out. They've been they've been game planning for yeah. this. Florida's defense was awful at times last year. Let's hope it's a lot better. New coordinator, better talent. So I think it's going to be a competitive game. But I'm going Honda Morristown. First one of the year. <laughs> Florida, 24. Utah, 23. And I, you talked me into the over right there. I, I had it 24-20, but I think you're dead on. I mean, especially with the over-under so low. Yeah. It's like a sucker bet. It is. Where they keep lowering it, and they're like, God, we need these people to <laughs> bet the under, bet the under, bet the under. But now that it's so low... I think the over is a likely hit at 45 and a half. So I got it just over that. And how about this stat, Shane, from Alan Bell, friend of the show, been in studio with us. Billy Napier, 74% against the spread record yeah. in 23 games as an underdog. He's outstanding. Yeah. And in those 23 games, his team has won outright 43%. So winning nearly half the time as an underdog, that's – that's mm-hmm. impressive right there. That's impressive stuff. I think he does it again. Yeah. And, I, and I'm telling you, I, we've talked to several people down there, you know, um, that were a little skeptical going into practice. And now they're kind of singing a different tune. Yeah. And I, I think that's part of the reason why I'm slowly buying in to, to this football program. It's not so much that I'm down there and I've seen it. It's it's I'm talking to people that see it every day. And they're like, well, don't. Don't forget this guy, you know, and it's just all of a sudden now uh, a thin roster's got, you know, competitive depth and, uh, you know, Mertz who, oh yeah, he's, he's not that good. He's going to, we'll have him at the bottom, but now they're like, well, how's Mertz, you know, I mean, <laughs> it's little things like this and, and maybe I'm just reading the tea leaves or something like that. And I'm about to get hurt again, but yeah. I, I don't know, man, I think there's something sneaky up there and or down there. And another cool thing about this program is we cleaned that locker room out, man. And we all know that we've all heard the stories about, you know, what was going on behind the scenes and the buy-in for Billy's program. You know, I'm not, this isn't all Billy's guys, but there's a, there's a lot there. Mm-hmm. And, and I think the culture is going to start creating, being created as well. So um, I, don't, I don't know what that's worth, but sometimes if you go into a battle fighting with each other, not against each other, you end up winning on the field. So I, I I'm, slowly by like i said i i, I want to see it <laughs> you know that's why i'm not 1000 percent confident in this game but right. i think in a couple of drives we're going to say well shit they're here what are the odds shane that billy was playing chestnut checkers in the spring game yeah because apparently they told they were under the uh uh the belief that the defense wasn't going to be blitzing and bringing pressures and shit they had several offensive linemen out, yeah, and they just blitzed the shit out of them. They looked awful in the yeah. spring game. And what? Maybe he was a little rope of dope. Maybe yeah. He wanted everybody to be like, "God, the Gators going to suck this year." You know, exactly. gets all the pressure off you, especially for this Utah game. You come out here and you and you win. Yeah, I mean, people don't. No one gives a damn about the spring game, but mm-hmm. we overreacted to it. We sure yeah. as hell did. I don't know. I'm just, just like saying. we're going to overreact to this Utah game. <laughs> <Yeah>. you <know? laughs> All right, we got one more, Shane. South Dakota. Yes. At your Missouri Tigers. Yes. Eight o'clock Eastern, seven Central on the SEC Network. Weather. I'm going to get the weather every game this year. Seventy-five degrees, nice, cool temperature oh, up there. Jealous. We don't have a point spread. We don't have an over/under because this is an FCS opponent. But I brought a little, 
information for you, Shane, on South Dakota. Eight starters back on both sides of the ball. Mm -hmm. Tricky team here. Defense boasts three FCS All-Americans, including their linebackers, Mm -hmm. Brock Mogensen, Stephen Hillis, who were the top tacklers in the Valley last year. I don't know what the Valley is, but they were the top. It's like the high school. (laughs) (laughs) Mizzou's got Tri-state area. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Mizzou announced this week Chad Bailey, starting linebacker. He's out. He's going to have surgery. He's going to be out a couple weeks, so that's notable. Uh, How about this, Shane? I didn't realize this, but uh, Mizzou won four of their last six last year. Yeah. The only team to play – with Georgia, one-score game in regulation. Mizzou has won 13 straight non-conference games at Memorial Stadium. Did they make it 14? Obviously, I've got Mizzou winning this game, Mike. And you I, sure? think every, I think everybody will. <laughs> but there are some things that we're looking for. Yeah. You know, we're looking for the quarterback. We're looking for these – Receivers, who's going to step up? Is this offensive line going to make some holes for these running backs? And and you know the little these little lingering questions that we've had throughout fall camp, I think, get answered answered uh, during this South Dakota game. But one thing, one question I don't have is how good this defense is, Mike, <laughs> and that's why I've got this game out of hand, fifty-two oh, to zero. <laughs> oh, no. They have more points than they allow rushing yards. It's happening, brother. So this will be an absolute bloodbath. And there's a reason that, you know, I think Drink's been a little bit. You've probably you've seen him. You've yeah. seen him talk here lately. And you, like, I'm not saying he's a terrible poker player, but if we were, he's holding aces. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if he's just been listening to this pod or something on the way to work, but we're all ready to see it. And and yeah. this is what you're going to need. This is a launch pad for your successful season is coming out, answering some of those lingering questions, like I said, and then putting some of that to bed. Okay. This is our quarterback moving forward. Yeah. That, you know, we are going to establish the running game to give our quarterback an opportunity to make plays down the field. So, yeah, this is uh this is a big year for for drinking company and it starts off with just an, a total ass whooping. Yeah, let's call it what it is, Shane. I mean, this is a game where let's let some of the kids play, let yeah. some of the walk-ons <laughs> right. and things yeah. of that nature, you know. So iron out some some issues. This is basically a scrimmage against a new opponent. Yep. So we're expecting them to kick ass, yes. look good doing it. This has got to be a start. But I think it's very important, Shane, that they don't kind of play with their food, like I yep. said the other day, build some momentum. And I realize beating South Dakota, you're not going to get momentum mm-hmm. from anyone. Yes. No one's going to give you respect for that. Right. But it can be a nice launching point for the rest of the season. And that's what this needs to be. They need to make quick work of them. They need. I'd love – it may not even come in this game, but I would love an answer at the quarterback position yeah. where we watch it and say, "Oh, it's got to be. It's got. It's yeah. got to be either Cook or Horn. It's yeah. got to be. You know, that's what I really want to see. So I, I'm right there with you. I'm not quite as 52 to zero as you, but I'm going 45 six. I think they get a couple <laughs> field goals yeah. in the second half here against yeah. the backups. You know what? Yeah. See, the six that you have, I've got. Uh, Fumble return for a touchdown. So. <laughs> but man, I can't, I can't tell you how excited oh, I am no, to watch no. these games tomorrow. Well, today, 
yeah. tomorrow as we're recording. But tonight, football, and then we'll be back doing a live show on Thursday, breaking down all the Saturday actions. Man, yeah, it's real. This is real. You're listening to this tonight, 6 o'clock. Jump on YouTube, Twitter, whatever you got. Uh, we're going to be live answering questions, talking about our the rest of our picks. Yep. Uh, we'll have our My Bookie Lock of the Week, so you can go ahead and cash that check. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah. More prize picks, yeah. Prize picks, all of them. I'm, yeah, I, again, it's here. It's upon us. The season is upon us, Mike. Uh, the talking is over. Yep. The, it, it's time to put up or shut up, and that's that's what we've been waiting on. So I'm loving it. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you, as always, for, for making the trek over. Yeah. I appreciate <laughs> all the cousins for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next one. What are we going to do when it snows? <laughs> uh, see you guys. Go balls. Yeah. Can't make it. Call in, you know. Hey, buddy, this beer's for you, Mike, and Cousin Shane. That SEC podcast loves the Pirate, and the Pirate loves that SEC podcast. Hail State.